The Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. You'll find over 180,000 titles to choose from and to listen to through your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Support the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. This is the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast with registered dietitian and functional nutritionist Heidi Hoffman. The services I received at Vibrant Living Wellness Center have been nothing short of excellent. Heidi is amazing. Vibrant Living Wellness Center helped me drop 23 pounds, and I'm most excited over the fact that I've been able to keep it off. Heidi has helped me tremendously with my allergies, and I love her Reiki treatments. I just love this show. It's full of great tips and tricks to keep me and my family healthy. This is episode number 18 of the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast with Heidi Hoffman. I'm Tim Edwards, the founder of the Inbound Podcasting Network and a client of Vibrant Living Wellness Center. And Heidi, before we get started, as your client... At the time of this recording, I'm on day number 17 of the 21-day purification program, and I've lost 12 pounds. Yay! Yeah, I lost 12 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than I expected. I'm so happy. Yeah. This is the second time I've gone through this 21-day purification program, and I think I lost a total of 17 pounds, but I had started the weight loss uh, regime prior to the 21-day purification program, so... Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and you know, the average client who goes on the 21-day purification program loses about 11 pounds. Oh, well, there I am. Yeah. I'm just above average. Uh-huh, above well, average. And there's still time. That's right. I'm not done yet. No. I've got a few more days to go on the program, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly going to continue uh, with the changes that I've made. And of course, we've talked about that a lot in the past, and we'll continue to talk about the 21-day purification program in the future. But today we're talking about autoimmune disease. Now, Heidi, here in season two of the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast, we've talked about the dangers of inflammation, managing your digestive health, some solutions for those suffering from allergies, suggestions for people like me who have a tough time falling and staying asleep. We've discussed the negative effects stress has on your body and how to deal with it. Today, we're talking about autoimmune disease. What is autoimmune disease? Well, first of all, it's a really hot topic these days. Yeah. 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 I hear it all the time, but mm-hmm. but I've only heard it over the last five years or so. Right. I never heard about that growing up or even in my early 20s, 30s, oh, yeah. and early 40s. You're right. Why now? Why are we hearing about this now? It's gaining a ton of awareness. And this is especially among health professionals because we're seeing more and more cases of people with autoimmune disease. Maybe as a society it's happening more, or maybe because the diagnostic procedures are better. Either way, it's essentially when the body attacks some part of itself. All right, so that's what it comes down to. When the body attacks a part, you mean like an organ or not something that is is, is come in, like through a virus or something, you mean it's attacking itself for some reason, an organ. Exactly, an organ. We have all these organs in our body, mm-hmm. and this is when the body starts thinking that the organs are foreign invaders. And so usually the body protects itself against foreign invaders, and right. so it has a pretty sophisticated defense system in the immune system. However, if it gets the wrong signals or thinks that part of the body is a foreign invader, it will start to attack itself. So what would make the body think that an organ 
is a foreign invader. Well, like, why would it do that? There, there must be some indication uh, through some, some type of an illness or maybe a type of food we're eating. Exactly. It could be uh, piggybacked on something that the body has been exposed to, which mm-hmm. then creates some cells that then turn into antibodies. And then the body sees that and thinks, okay, this is a foreign invader. Some experts have described it as the cells starving for food, and then they begin breaking down similar cells for food or protein or nutrients. So if you're eating a diet that's high in inflammatory components Mm -hmm. and high in processed foods and low in nutrients, Mm -hmm. where does the body go for the nutrients it needs? Back to itself. Back to itself. Where else can it go? (laughs) It's not going to go outside of itself. (laughs) Because it can't. (laughs) (laughs) So it it looks for nutrients, and and it finds itself in the organs of your body. They're rich with nutrients. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) It eats itself. That's what it's doing. Because we are not providing the nutrients. It says, well, then I'll go somewhere else. (laughs) I'll go with what I have. I'll go after your liver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I kind of look at it like muscle wasting. At least that's how I perceive it. The body will start breaking down its own muscle Mm -hmm. for the components found in muscle in order to make new cells, which are all based in protein, right? All new cells Mm -hmm. um, start with a protein structure. Everything starts with a protein structure. So uh, it's that same concept. The body will start to use what's available, its oh. own. <laughs> its Even own. if it's own. If it, if, yeah. Well, the body's amazing. It is amazing. It, it really strives to stay alive. Well, that's good news. It is good news. Now, it's, we don't want to just stay alive. We want to be vibrant with our lives. So we do. We want to thrive. Mm-hmm. Others suggest that this autoimmune process is triggered by a virus or a bacteria. Mm, So this has been suggested in the case of type 1 diabetes. With type 1 diabetes, what happens is um, some cells that are key in making insulin have been pretty much knocked out, and the body doesn't have the ability to make the insulin anymore. So then um, you need to take insulin right? For type 1 diabetes. Mm -hmm. So because of the mechanism behind that, that has been suggested as an autoimmune disease, the uh, initiation of it. Because basically it's... (laughs) It's knocked out. You don't have that option. Mm. Either way, when it does this, the body recognizes the cells from that particular organ and then makes antibodies to try and process them out. So if this cycle continues, the body just keeps attacking certain organs and then you have decreased function in that organ. Wow. So uh, there are several types of autoimmune diseases. There are. There are. And we're going to go over those in a little bit. But let me give you an example just to sort of anchor what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It really helps to to have a a concrete example. Please. So there's an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. That's the one I'm hearing lately. Uh That is what I'm hearing about from a lot of different people. They have Hashimoto's disease. Uh First of all, how did it get its name? (laughs) The person who discovered it. Of course, as always. So uh, Dr. Hashimoto, Uh uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Yeah. So this is when the body attacks the thyroid slowly, destroying the cells. And these cells are the ones that make the thyroid hormones. Okay. And does that regulate weight? That regulates weight. That Mm -hmm. regulates temperature. Mm. The thyroid is the fire of your metabolism. So if that starts to break down and now you don't have those cells, it's not going to work as well as it did before, right? Right. So if it's left unchecked, you'll start to have symptoms of hypothyroidism, which are fatigue, sluggishness, sensitivity to cold, 
constipation, and then weight gain. Sometimes people also have brittle hair that breaks easily and doesn't grow back very well. There's a whole host of symptoms that happen when the thyroid is not working at its optimum level. Wow. Some of those symptoms, though, can be applied to high inflammation as well, could it not? Well, if you think about it, remember in the episode where we talked about inflammation, Mm -hmm. I said the source of all disease starts with inflammation. Yeah. 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 That's the root of it Mm -hmm. right there. That's the root. So eventually, if you don't restore the physiological function of the thyroid and the body as a whole, this will go unchecked, and you may end up on chemical medicine to provide your body with the hormones that you need to make up for the ones that are not being produced from the thyroid. All right, talk about the dangers of some of these chemical hormones. Well... They're given in a dose that we think is okay for the body, but of course, everybody is different. Mm -hmm. So you have to stay on top of it with your doctor and make sure that the dose is appropriate, you know, making sure to get regular checkups. But then you're flooding your body with hormones that maybe your body wouldn't have been flooded with prior to that because it is Mm self-regulating, right? Mm -hmm. So it used to be able to self-regulate itself and make these hormones as needed, and now it's just getting a certain dose. So it may get more than it needs. And there are some side effects to that, I'm sure. Uh Uh-huh, lots of side effects to that. So um, ideally, we don't want to be on hormones that are not made in our body, Mm. but if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Got you. All right, so we're trying to prevent that, or we're trying to look at these symptoms and say, what can I do to prevent this from going any further? Exactly. Can it be reversed? Yes, it can be reversed. Yeah. There are lots of people through alternative methods have put their autoimmune disease into remission. Wonderful. Yeah. Wow. So it can be done. Now, conventional doctors will tell you it can't be done. So there's different points of view on this. (laughs) Um, But I am going to talk about one prominent doctor who was able to put her MS into remission. So her name is Dr. Terry Walls, Mm -hmm. and her protocol is called the Walls Protocol. Okay. So she was diagnosed with MS, and she is a, a medical doctor, an MD. So MS is multiple sclerosis. This is where the body eats away at the protective covering of the nerves. Uh, If it's very advanced, you might be in a wheelchair. Yeah. 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 So it, it it can really affect the total function of the body. And so she started sort of exploring what are the components of autoimmune disease. So she took her, um, her own knowledge as a medical doctor and started applying it to what was going on in her body. And she saw that a lot of people who go on chemical medicine are not actually going into remission. What they're doing is they may be dampening the symptoms, but the, the disease still progresses. So dampening the symptoms, meaning it's just kind of keeping them at bay and, and people aren't suffering from the symptoms as much, but they're not eradicating it. Exactly. So for example, pain, mm-hmm. it might help decrease the pain, not eliminate the pain, but then it keeps you functional. So Dr. Walls, she actually went on you know, some of these medicines and found herself at a point where she couldn't walk. And she thought, this is not helping. (laughs) I need to figure out what other options are out there. So she started researching, you know, what is going on in the body, what our diet is like, um, and really what is happening at a cellular level. And so her theory is 
You know, do you remember in science class growing up hearing something about mitochondria? And when you look at it in a, in a, a microscope, it's really neat because mm-hmm. it does a lot of work. It's really where all that whole cycle, that ATP cycle, that whole cycle that we have to go through to create energy happens. Hmm. Every single cell has a mitochondria. Right? So this is the root of everything, right? That's the root. So from her perspective, it's the mitochondria. They're not being fed. And so because of that, it can't create the energy and create everything that needs to happen in the body. So she started looking at what would feed the mitochondria. And she realized that our standard American diet. Hmm. Sad diet. Sad diet Mm -hmm. is not cutting it. And it's not creating and feeding that mitochondria. So she started looking at what would feed the mitochondria and came up with a protocol and diet that would help feed the body from that level. And And this seems like this would would help everything in your life, not just MS. Right. Yeah. It's it's something that people can do even if they don't have autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. And then she also looked at the research for what is connected to autoimmune disease. So there's a few things there, like gluten, if you have autoimmune disease, or even if you have the gene, I would stay away from gluten because there's a clear connection in the research that gluten and autoimmune disease can turn each other on. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. And it's not as hard as one might think. When you know, I know that uh, when, when one hears stay away from gluten, they're like, oh, then I can't enjoy anything. Right. It's not true. No. I mean, it's, it's, there's no question. It's not the easiest thing to do, because, but, but at the same time, with a little effort, you can enjoy many, many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for an example, pizza. You can have gluten-free pizza. Yep. <laughs> you know, who doesn't want pizza? And gluten-free, it tastes, it tastes the same to me. We're in a culture where we have gluten-free foods available all over the place, especially right. here in LA. You can yeah. go to restaurants, you can go to any grocery store and get items that don't have gluten. So we're, we're pretty lucky that it's yeah. caught on and there's such awareness about it that the uh, food producers are responding to it. Right. So gluten, avoiding gluten, eliminating yeah. gluten is one way to fight autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. What else? Eating a certain level of vegetables. She recommends nine cups mm-hmm. of vegetables. Um, and there's a certain- A day? A day. And see, that doesn't sound like a lot to me mm-hmm. either, only because I've been doing the 21 Day Purification Program. So I've been eating a lot more than nine cups of vegetables because mm-hmm. they're low in calorie, low in calories, uh, high in fiber, and you can eat as much of it as you want. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, and then um, really getting out the junk. And then she's got some other little things that she adds in. But really, so she went on this protocol. Mm-hmm. And she put her MS in remission. Amazing. So right now she has clinical trials um, testing the Walls protocol to see, you know, really what's behind it so that, um, you know, we could start recommending that and really pointing to the research in how it affects the body, which is so exciting. That is. And we will certainly put links to the Walls protocol and various YouTube uh, videos that there might be up, whatever, whatever's out there for us to share. We're happy to do that in the show notes. So just scroll down in this episode description and you'll see a link in the show notes to learn more about the Walls protocol. Yeah. In fact, when I get a client who has autoimmune disease, we have an in-depth discussion about doing the Walls protocol. So that, um, so it's something you implement there at Vibrant Living Wellness Center. I do. I highly recommend it. It really makes a dent. And, you know, she's got her own anecdotal experience, plus it's in clinical trials. It really, and it's sound information. The mm-hmm. book is easy to read. So it, it's, that's one of the things that I do. I also have a nutritionist in the office who has simplified it on our end so that we can um, teach the different aspects of it and guide someone through the process of going on the WALS protocol. And it's not just for MS. 
It's no. just for autoimmune disease Any as autoimmune. a whole, or yeah. even just living a more vibrant, healthy life. Yeah. You can totally. go on the loss protocol. You can, if you want to feed your mitochondria and have more energy. Right. I'm, I'm down. That's the way to do <laughs> Let's it. Let's feed the mitochondria. Let's feed it. <laughs> All right. So at Vibrant Living Wellness Center, what other protocols or other suggestions or modalities or verticals that you have there that can help somebody suffering from this? Well, there's another diet I recommend. So mm-hmm. I, I recommend the walls and this other one pretty equally. It's called the Autoimmune Paleo Diet by Dr. Sarah Ballantyne. So this is um, a great guide. You can get a cookbook and all sorts of different um, add-ons with this to help fortify your information and help give you the skills that you need for cooking. So this is a really great one for autoimmune disease as well. And it uses a lot of the same concepts as the WALS protocol. So I just have people browse both of them and see which one resonates better. Because mm-hmm. then, you know, you have choices at that point. Yeah, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Exactly. Yeah, you, you can meld them together and see what best fits your lifestyle. Absolutely, absolutely. So essentially what they have in common is they both improve the nutrient density of our food and they both get out the junk. And that's really important when you have any sort of disease, but especially autoimmune disease. Uh, We've also got something called rheumatoid arthritis, Mm -hmm. and this affects the joints, especially the hands and feet. I've got um, a handful of clients right now who have rheumatoid arthritis. And, um, you know, that is also characterized by a lot of pain and fatigue and inflammation. So why in, in especially in the hands and the feet with rheumatoid arthritis? I think that that's the way it manifests. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, those are the areas that get a lot of movement and traction. It seems to be where it's felt. However, I've seen it also in the elbow and the shoulder. Mm -hmm. It's not only that area. It just seems to show up in that area first. It's more common. It's more common. And that's where when people start to have the swelling in the fingers and the achiness in the hands, and that's what usually propels them to the doctor to get checked. All right, so there's rheumatoid arthritis. I'm yeah. sure there's a whole host of other autoimmune diseases. There are. There's something called lupus. Mm. That's pretty popular. Most people know what lupus is. Yeah. Seems like almost everyone I know has one person in their family who has lupus. Mm. And this can affect the skin or just the tissues in general. And this also is characterized by pain and a lot of other issues. So um, it seems like that's what's in common is that you know this breaking down of the cells creates a lot of pain. Mm, of course. Then we have celiac, which is an intestinal. It's affected by specifically gluten. So that one is really kind of specific, but essentially it wears away at the cilia in the intestines, creates inflammation and pain and poor digestion and all sorts of gastric symptoms that are uncomfortable. So a person ends up really um, struggling with, um, you know, having to run to the bathroom at the last minute. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. No fun. No fun. And then, as I mentioned earlier, diabetes type 1 has been put into a category of autoimmune disease because the pancreas now no longer makes insulin, but the reason for that is the islands of Langerhausen have been knocked out by the body. The what now? Islands of Langerhausen. Okay, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a vacation destination. I know, right? (laughs) Let's go to the pancreatic islands of Langerhausen. (laughs) So what is that? They're they're the cells in the pancreas that make insulin. Isn't that interesting? Interesting fun name. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, let's plan our next vacation there. Yeah, no, not not rather go to the Caribbean. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so we we touched on it a few minutes ago, but why do you think autoimmune disease is so rampant these days? I think it's no coincidence that our food supply became more processed and less nutrient dense. Mm. That the body starts breaking down. I don't think there's a coincidence there. If we eat refined or synthetic food, we're depriving ourselves of essential vitamins and minerals. And the human body can't make something out of nothing. So it stands to reason that if the body is properly nourished, it will be able to fight off infections and avoid having to use its own cells in place of nourishment. Like we talked about earlier, <laughs> to start eating itself yeah. in some capacity, boy. Yeah. You know, Heidi, is there a family connection in autoimmune disease? Is that something that that's hereditary? Yeah, there is a hereditary component, for hmm. sure. Yeah. So if you have it as an option in your cells, in your DNA, then certain conditions in life may turn it on and start that process. So just because you have it in your DNA doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be, quote unquote, turned on. But you have a propensity for it. You have a propensity. So um, if put in the right environment, which may be processed foods, which may be environmental pollutants, a whole host of other things, it might turn on. And stress, can that have stress? A, a, yeah. a component as well too? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, you know, um, sometimes after pregnancy... Um, a woman will be more likely to get an autoimmune disease because the body does go through a certain amount of stress in creating and growing that baby. Right, right. So we see a lot of cases of autoimmune disease turned on after pregnancy. So it's really under our control, and it always starts with nutrition, it seems, Heidi. It seems like that is yeah. where everything starts, is what we put in into our bodies. It's pretty serious, autoimmune disease. What else can you do? <laughs> it's right. You're right. Um, <laughs> you know, our moms used to say, you are what you eat. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's true. pretty true. Yeah. That's right. So the first thing is to be proactive with your body. Hmm. Believe it or not, since we are the ones choosing the food and eating it, we have a lot of power yeah. about what goes into our bodies. So the first thing, it's very simple. Just take a look at how much processed foods you're consuming. Processed foods in boxes and bags, things from restaurants, fast food, um, canned stuff, and and then start gradually going to things that are minimally processed. You know, I've been doing that with the the purification program. You know what I, what area of my kitchen I don't visit anymore? The cupboard, the pantry. I don't go to the pantry at all anymore. Sometimes I'll peek in there. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll go back to the fridge. <laughs> And uh, it's worth it. But I mean, I, that's it's the truth. If it's boxed or canned, uh, it's it's processed. <laughs> do, you, do you do that thing where you open up the pantry and you think, huh, there's nothing good in here. And you close it. And then 10 minutes later, you go back and you go. Hoping something will just magically, magically appear. Magically appear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I dig deep enough, what will I <laughs> find back there? there. <laughs> there's stuff that tastes really good in there, but it doesn't feel good after you eat it. But yeah. anyway, that's that's a good place to start maybe is, is, to, is to not visit the pantry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great, you know. Straight from your mouth. <laughs> Go right to the fridge, right where, to the fridge where it's fresh. Yeah. So as you do that and you start getting out the processed foods, then you want to increase the nutrient-dense foods. Right. And, you know, this can take some time. So, you know, you may also at that same time want to take some supplements that will help nourish your body and restore the physiological function to the organs as well. All right. So that, of course, opens up a whole a can of worms. I hate to use that phrase, but but when you say supplements, okay, well, where do I start? Well, there are no worms in my supplements, just FYI. Nor do they come in cans. So. There you go. I know that because I have a few uh, in my cupboard as well, too. So, so tell us about maybe some of the supplements that might be beneficial for someone. 
Uh, well, it just depends on what's going on in the body. If the body is not very nourished, you know, we want to start with what will nourish it based on the findings that I have, you know, uh, when I assess someone. So it's not as simple as just going to the store and going, okay, this bottle of supplements. It, right. You need to have an assessment first. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you could go to the store and get a really good quality um, whole food multivitamin, you know, and a really good quality fish oil and a really good quality probiotic. And and those things, of course, will help. But if you really want to re-nourish the body, you would want to um, have an assessment where I can tell you what area needs to be focused on. And if you have autoimmune disease, then we know that a particular organ is at play. And so we would want to support that organ in restoring physiological function. So don't self-diagnose yourself, folks, without immune disease. Make sure you see a health professional first. And then you can go see Heidi at Vibrant Living Wellness Center and really uh, drill down on which particular supplements are going to best serve you to battle something like this. Absolutely, yeah. How can we support your body in restoring that function, re-nourishing and helping to calm down that autoimmune process? And we can do that together along with your doctor as you go through this process. Yeah, it should be a collaborative effort for Absolutely. sure. And do you use uh, nutritional response testing when somebody comes in? Is that is that one of the modalities you use to try to find out how to best serve your your clients? Yeah, that's my standard approach. Mm -hmm. That's the very first approach that I take. Because uh, that gives me a lot of information on the, um, you know, kind of what is out of balance and what nutrients need to be um, put into the diet. And then from there, I have the other tests that I can do that give me more information. Uh, and then the all the other different treatments that are available, acupuncture, which is really great if you have autoimmune disease. Wow. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Um, because it also restores function to the body, but from another perspective. So anything that you can do that can help your body in restoring its function is valuable in this process. So you're attacking autoimmune disease through a, a different approach. Different approach. In addition to what you're doing with your nutrition. Uh -huh. So we're re-nourishing the body, but maybe the body needs some other help in terms of knowing where to go for healing in the body. And acupuncture is really great with that. Wonderful. All right. So acupuncture. Mm -hmm. nutrition, anything else at Vibrant Living Wellness Center that you can do to help battle oh, yeah. something like this? You know, I have a client right now who has autoimmune disease and she has rheumatoid arthritis and there's a lot of stress and emotions that go with having a disease like that. Yeah. Um, you still have to function and go to work and have a family and um, it can be a little overwhelming when your body doesn't function the way you want it to. So neuroemotional technique helps us release those, you know, stressors that are kind of keeping us feeling poorly. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Reiki can help you feel so relaxed and rejuvenated and ready to go out and face your week. Thank you for listening to the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast with registered dietitian and functional nutritionist Heidi Hoffman. For more information regarding the services offered by Vibrant Living Wellness Center, please visit vibrantlivingwc.com. On the website, you'll find more information regarding all the services offered by Heidi and her team, along with links to Heidi's very popular blog, Snack Chats, and details about free monthly workshops designed to keep you on your journey to a long, illness-free, and vibrant life. Set up an appointment today by calling 626-470-7711. Please subscribe to the podcast from whichever podcast platform you might be listening from to ensure that every time we release a new episode, you'll find it waiting for you. 
Thanks again for listening to the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast. By listening to the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast. Under no circumstances shall the inbound podcasting network, Vibrant Living Wellness Center, Heidi Hoffman, Tim Edwards, or any guests or contributors to this podcast, including employees, associates, or affiliates of the inbound podcasting network or Vibrant Living Wellness Center, be responsible for damages arising from use of the Vibrant Living Wellness Center podcast.